Hello and welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got an absolutely amazing episode today. Because Tommy, happy anniversary, Tommy. Happy anniversary to you too, Josh. Happy one year anniversary of the St. Louis Blues becoming Stanley Cup champions. That is right. Today is the one year anniversary special uh, about the uh, the one year anniversary from the Stanley Cup victory. Uh, June 12th, 2019, Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. We're going to reminisce. We're going to go back. We're going to talk about it, give our thoughts, share our experiences. Uh, it should be a fun one, uh, one year to the day. So, uh, But before we do, got to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. All right, Tommy. So you're heading into game seven. We got two days off in between. Talk to me about those two 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 off days in between. What were your thoughts? Uh, oh, my God. Most anxious of my life. I remember I was... Uh, I think I was on vacation in Florida with, with my girlfriend at the time. And so like in those two days we were coming, we were in the process of like coming back home. So we were like going through airports and all this stuff. And all I could think about was like hockey and just like I, everything else was like tuned out. And I remember the plane that we got on was like, um, like obviously the pilots knew it was scheduled for St. Louis. So they put like blue and yellow lights on. I think it was Southwest airlines, but blue and yellow lights on and started playing Gloria and stuff. So I was like, Oh God, like just made me want to like, just get to game seven, even that much more. Um, and I remember like before the series and like, I think a couple like rounds into the playoffs, I was like, I, I feel like this is like one of those storybook seasons that like has to go. Has to, it has to end in a game seven, you know? Right. Like it's this, those kind of seasons, like, it, you just feel it, you know? It's like a fairy yeah. tale almost. So I yeah. remember I remember being excited about that, that my prediction came true. Um, but I was just fingers crossed hoping that, oh, that the Blues would pull it out somehow. And <laughs> thankfully enough, thankfully enough, they did. And now we're here talking about it a year later. Yeah, crazy, dude. Flew by. I mean, I remember I've told this story before, but um, my girlfriend happened to be coming up from the Maryland, D.C. area to come visit me for the first time. Like she'd ever been like to my house or anything like that. So luckily the days before I was a little distracted, you know, I was hanging out with her. Um mm-hmm. And then the day of, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm from Massachusetts. So like my whole family's Bruins fans and my buddies that I watch the games with are Bruins fans. Um, and I was taking a summer class at the time in the area. So that day, I think the game was at like 8 p.m. My summer class goes from, it was, it was like, I think it was like 6 to 8.15 was the schedule of it. So I was like a little nervous heading in, but I drove there, sat down. You know, everyone's wearing their Bruins gear. This is the day of, so everyone's wearing their Bruins gear. I walk in with my Blues jersey, you know, super confident. I'm like, hey, yeah, this is it. And everyone's looking at me, you know, like giving me a hard time because they're all Bruins fans and they all think the Bruins are going to win, whatever. We get out of class early. Um, I, I drive home, listen to some pump-up music. You know, walk in the door. Of course, my parents are like, finally. And my dad's like, immediately, let's go. Let's start this. The second I walk in, I'm like, hold on. I got to go like upstairs and like, you know, put clothes on for the game and whatever. And he's like, no, we're watching right now. Let's go. Because I walked in at like <laughs> eight. I walked in at like 8.07. Like puck drop was like two minutes before. I'm like, we'll catch yeah. up. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, so then the game starts. 
And uh, hey, let's 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 break it down. Let's take our time with this one. All right, sounds good to um, me. So it starts so, off with a bang from Mr. Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, first period, we're getting going. I mean, a little back and forth early on, pretty tense. Bruins have a bit of a push, but then um, late in the first period, uh, puck goes to Petrangelo, slides it over to the point to Jay Bomeister, who fires a shot, and Ryan O'Reilly with a tip from the top of the circle, and you just hear that that beautiful sound of the puck hitting that that big bulky part of the back of the net. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, the, the, you hear the puck just hit the slap against the ice and then go boom right into the back of the net <laughs> before you even really know what's happening. Before you even really see anything, you hear that. That's that's really is my memory was I heard it first before I even really realized what was happening. Blues go up one nothing. Uh, first goal is always gigantic in in a game seven. I think whoever scores the first goal wins like eighty percent of the time or something stupid like that. So there was that. Um, yeah, I mean, at that point I was pretty optimistic, but I was still very nervous. I mean, you know, one, one shot could completely change the tide of the game up to that point. Like who knows? Um, and then sure enough, about three minutes later, Jaden Schwartz, um, takes the puck on a rush. Brad Marchand sees him coming, throws about the weakest hit I've ever seen in my life. Um, then skates off onto the bench with literally eight seconds to go in the period. And Jaden Schwartz walks in with a two on, on a two on one with Alex Petrangelo, sides the puck over to Petrangelo, goes forehand back and beats Rask to go up two nothing with eight seconds left in the period. Huge goal, a massive goal. And I remember thinking about that goal too, like so many times, like in the playoffs that had happened to us in the series, even like that had happened to us where they they scored with like seconds left in. In the, in the period and I think after games like you would talk about like like 101 ESPN would talk about it and like all these analysts would talk about how big of like a back-breaking goal that is yeah to go in to go into the second period down two instead of one and that goal coming with eight seconds left like it's the first thing on your mind when you get in that locker room everybody's like the morale is low or lower because of that goal you know so I think I think that's a huge momentum swing uh, for the Blues, and I'm glad. I'm glad it turned yeah. out like it did. I mean, I've talked to my my Bruins fans, friends, Bruins fan friends and family about about the game, and they they all in unison say that that goal was when they knew it was over. Um, mm-hmm. Which I mean, hey, good for us. I didn't, I didn't think it was over at that point. I was like, yeah, I didn't cautious, I was cautiously optimistic. I'm like, they, they could. I was thinking about that game we lost five to one, and I was like, this could very easily just turn into a slobber yeah. knocker. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we went up two nothing in game one of the series and um, blew the lead pretty easily. So yeah. I mean, it, it could have, you know, it could have gone either way for sure. Um, and if we got into penalty trouble, that would have been an issue too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, penalties. There was one a delay a game on Colton Pareko. I remember. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I was so worried. Um, so then we head into the second period. Um, nothing too special. Um, back and forth. I'd say the Bruins had a pretty decent flurry in the second. Like I'd say they definitely, um, for the most part, had the momentum in that period. But the Blues did a really good job of holding them off. I think that second period was really important. You know, kind of could make or break the game. 
yeah. yeah. And Bennington had Bennington was on fire, so was you always love to see that. I mean, it's the difference. The thing is, like that second period. That's if you go into a third period up two zero, that's insane. All you got to do is w- not lose that period by more than one goal. Yeah. Um, so big, lot of lot of pressure in that period. Blues came out, played their game, played defensive hockey. Didn't get any goals, but did, more importantly, didn't give up any goals. Um, they head into the third period. Uh, up to nothing. But before we get into that, Tommy, I know we want to talk about the best hockey game ever. But can I tell you about the best tasting protein bar ever? Would you allow me to indulge you? Sure, go ahead. Just like yeah, I indulge, indulge myself in a delicious Built Bar every morning. <laughs> Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They're tasty. It's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. You got 16 amazing flavors. All of them chocolate. Eight of them with nuts. Eight of them without. But all of them are 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And the best part is they're healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Let me talk about the peanut butter brownie flavor a little bit real quick. 20 grams of protein, only 170 calories, only 3 grams of sugar, and only 3 grams of net carbs. So they're really good for you. They taste amazing. Uh, you can go to BillPar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BillPar.com. All right, let's take a short break, and then we'll get into the wonderful third period of this game. <laughs> All right, Tommy. So those those fifteen minutes or seventeen and a half minutes or however long intermissions take between the second and third period were they the longest fifteen minutes of your life? Because they were for me. Oh, they one hundred percent were. I remember just like sitting in my chair because we were at like a watch party uh, at one of our buddies' house, I believe. So I was just like trying to like <laughs> like put all my stress into like eating like the good food that was there, like with donuts and like all this stuff. So I'm just like trying to eat food instead of like thinking about the game at hand. But I just remember like I was sitting down with a donut in my hand, like on the edge of my seat shaking because I was so like, <sighs> like just like all the emotions of ever watching hockey were all like hitting me at once. <laughs> and it was like, I don't know, man, it was just, it was just insane. And I was like, they might actually do it. And I was like, I just kept telling myself that. And then when Shen made it three, nothing, I was like, I think that's when it like sunk in. Like, cause you know, that like that third goal, if it goes two to one, then it's a whole new ball game. But if it goes three, right. nothing, then you essentially close it out. So I remember I was like, this next goal is huge. And then we got it. And I was like, Oh, my god just like absolute euphoria just coursing through my veins yeah yeah i remember that third goal i i finally sat down for the first time all game i just like yeah, I, exhaled. I just like, I just did like the, yeah exactly exactly i did like the scream <laughs> i did like the scream face like i put my hands like on my cheeks and i just went like oh my yeah. god and like i sat down and finally like all of those like nerves and and anxiety that all sort of turned to like started turning to like disbelief mm-hmm. you know like i'm like no 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 no, no it's not happening so before yeah. we before we get into that let's let's actually just walk through the goal just for old time's sake i don't even need to pull up the the box score i know what happened so uh blues are going on a little bit of a rush 
Schwartz gives it to Tarasenko. Tarasenko throws an impossible pass from the corner out to Braden Shen, who delivers maybe the hardest clap bomb slap shot I've ever seen. Just the most force and and almost res- like relief almost in the shot because I and feel a like massive uppercut to go with yeah. it. How about that? Still? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. He fires one of the most satisfying goals I've ever seen past two Karast. Absolute clap bomb one timer, and then just Sally's harder than I've ever seen out of anyone. <laughs> Um, Rips an amazing Sally, and that's when I sort of knew. Yeah, that's when I that's when I started like being like, oh my god, this is gonna happen. I yeah. sat down, I looked around. My girlfriend was like, you know, reminding me like, hey, you're still in reality. This is real. You know, don't yeah. don't lose don't, don't lose me here. Yeah, um, <laughs> like pass out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's like, she's like getting me water, making sure I'm alive. No, yeah, but like I looked around the room like no. Yeah, exactly. My family's like my dad and my my buddy and his brother. They're 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 a little upset after that one. They're not even like mad. They're like sitting down, like sad and stuff. And I started to feel a little bad because they were all really sad. And I was like, yeah. okay, that that sucks. I'm sorry. Um, but then like the, the game came back from commercial. And I was like, okay, yeah, f- fuck you guys. Never mind. Let's go Blues. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then the the fourth goal happens. Um, and at that point, it's just icing on the cake. I mean, mm. Sanford gets his first to the playoffs, which I can't believe. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like he was so. Especially hard. after this season, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that that was his first goal of the playoffs. Yeah. But. Yeah. So Sanford, same sort of thing. Would have a one timer, cross crease, NHL twenty classic goal. Which I wonder if that's. I wonder. It's it's going to be interesting to see how he plays in this year's playoffs. I guess. Well, I guess actually we got a flashback before even the Shen goal. We missed something, Tommy. We missed something. Did we? Shen scores with nine minutes left, but with about a mi- eleven minutes left, well, Bruins going to take advantage of a turnover at the point. Fired into uh, Joachim Nordstrom, who's all alone in front of Bennington. Oh yeah. Goes for a little backhand forehand. Bennington sprawls out and makes the save of a lifetime. Dude, if that's not the statue outside of Enterprise someday to commemorate the run, I I don't know what is. So at that point, it's two nothing, and the Blue Bruins are putting on all the pressure. Um, if they score there, I think they win the game. Yeah, and there was a ton. Oh my god, I remember that. There they was were, a ton of pressure. They were pressing so hard. They were they were pressing so hard, and then they made that save. And I feel like that's what took the wind out of their sails. I feel like that's the opportunity they were working for. That's like the 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 prime opportunity that they're not going to get back. They go ahead and miss it, and sure enough, just a few minutes later, uh, Braden Shen scores his screamer to to make it three uh, nothing. So yeah, that's a huge turning point of the game. Um, not obviously not quite as iconic as Holpe's, but I uh, I'd argue almost more important because it was in with ten minutes left in Game Seven. Yeah, but I digress. Besides the point, I think that's um, watching that save too. You just think like, like if you're the Bruins and you're like have been able to score for so long after all this pressure. We talked about this on the last pod, I think. But like, you make a save like that, it's like okay, like. It's it's like when you're playing chell and you line up the perfect one tee and the goalie comes out of nowhere. It's like okay, there's like what do I have to do to score right. on this guy? You know? Right. You're like you're like working your butt off. You get like a, maybe like a power play. And, yeah. and so and then you just start things are going so well. Right. Throwing right. wristers from the point. Yeah. It's like right. 
pressure's amping up. You haven't left the zone in like two minutes. Um, you finally get that prime opportunity. Your brain is just set on it going in. You're like, oh, let's go. That's it. And then goalie makes a miraculous save. And it, you feel like you feel like the payoff is already there. But you end, of the, end of the rafters. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All that all that hard work for that. And you just you just give up. <laughs> um then Sanford goes down, make a four nothing. At that point, it's 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 over. Not even oh, a competition. Really, we get the we get the coveted Martian meme. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and then stupid Matt Grizzlick fires a knuckle puck from the high from like above the circle, and that beats Blow Bennington. the shutout. Yeah, yeah. And was, he was that was that was the game he wasn't expected to play, right? Or yeah, he was like was, 50-50? Yeah, yeah. Bastard. <laughs> yeah. I know. What a, what a jerk. What a jerk. <laughs> Um, but like, I, think, I don't know. I think it's important to note too, like it was talked about immensely during the playoff run, but looking back a year afterwards, I still don't think we understand like the magnitude of how important that Maroon Thomas Bozak line oh was to that team, God. dude. Holy God shit. Yeah. Unbelievable. The- Just the chemistry alone. Like even the fact that like, like Robert Thomas was like, a young dude and Pat Maroon was like a grind it out. Like he's not, he, he's, he typically would not get you a lot of goals, but he's going to be that net front presence. And then Bozak, who's like been in the league forever. How long brings that experience? I think they just complimented each other so well. And I think, I, I don't know, man, they just great. clicked when you saw it on the ice. It was, beautiful. was great. That line was great. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at like the spread spray chart for the Blues goals in Game Seven. They were all within like four feet of each other in the slot. Every goal they scored, right between the circles, between the hash marks. That's crazy. Yeah. Consistency, bro. Consistency report. is key. Um. All right. Let's uh let's take one more short break and we'll get back with our final overall thoughts on Game Seven and the Stanley Cup as a whole. All right, Tommy. So, so the, uh, let me let me let me set the scene for you. You're wherever you are. I don't know. You're gonna. I'm gonna have you tell me tell me what it was like. But you look up at the big TV in front of you. You watch that clock countdown from ten to zero, and the Blues are Stanley Cup champions. Where were you, and what were the emotions running through your head? Uh, so I was still I was still at that watch party, but I remember just sitting on the couch on like the edge of my seat with my face in my hands watching it, and I think. <laughs> I don't know, man. It felt like a mirage almost, you know, like you, I feel that. you picture you picture that moment so many times in your head and to actually watch it like play out in front of you. Like it felt like I was like daydreaming, you know, and you're yeah. just like you're you're like bouncing back and forth between like reality and like that daydream, I guess. And you're yeah. like, oh, my God, like this is actually happening in front of my eyes like it's just a state of like disbelief i think we talked about like this it didn't it didn't feel real and then i saw petrangelo lift the cup over his head i was like fuck this is actually real like we've got the stanley cup now now i was just thinking about like the bender that was gonna happen all the cool like oh my god oh my just and like thinking about that game as a whole too and even that season like i'm sure like obviously, this is not going to be the last Stanley Cup the Blues ever win in their history. No. But I think it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be insanely hard to ever top this. You know? Yeah. To, ca- to capture was, the magic of this yeah, one because it was the first one after fifty years of like a big ass drought. They went 
worst to first game seven against the powerhouse Boston Bruins team and just picked them apart. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if there's a Stanley cup more impressive period. It's pretty damn impressive. I mean, as far as my, uh, my reaction to the final 10 seconds, it's all, it's on Twitter right now. Um, I just sent out, I just retweeted it uh, a couple hours ago. My mom got it in video. Unfortunately, oh my God, it makes me so mad. She, the camera is on me. The camera's on me for like the last like 15 seconds. And then right when the cam, right when the timer goes to zero, my mom flips the camera to the TV and gets like the, a, a close up of like half of the TV screen as the blues celebrate and doesn't get my initial reaction to the, the timer hitting zero, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty funny. I thought that's a, classic mom thing like of course the one time i wanted to be filming me and not the screen no but it's okay i mean you know it pans around the room and you see like bruins fan bruins fan bruins fan blues fan so i think that's pretty funny that like they were all pretty devastated and i was like crying tears of joy Um, yeah wasn't your dad too or somebody was like you're gonna wake up tomorrow and it's (laughs) and it's all gonna be a dream or something i don't even remember (laughs) I don't even remember. But yeah, they're a little salty. Um, I got to keep the TV on, though, to watch the celebration and everything, which was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that. I mean, it was definitely in disbelief. It was it was a, a crazy moment. Um, something I dreamed of for a long time. And like you said, it finally came to, finally came, finally came true. Sorry, finally came to fruition. Um, and it worked out perfectly for me, you know. I, I had my friends and my family and my girlfriend there. Um, wasn't in class, wasn't at work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. And like the next, I mean, few weeks, I was just riding so high, showing back up to my class the next the next time with my with my Blues jersey on. And for some reason, nobody else is wearing any Bruins gear. I, I wonder why. Um, and my teacher who's notoriously, no, wasn't, who was notoriously like a pretty, like stick to the regimen. Uh, we got eight weeks to fit in an entire class, like go, let's go quick sort of guy. Never really had taken time to discuss anything personal, um, in his class, uh, towards the beginning of the lecture in the middle of it, after the whole class is there, looks up, sees me and goes, Hey, Hey Josh, congrats on the, on the blues winning the cup. And everyone just like gave me a, gave me a stink eye after that that was was pretty good that that felt good um yeah so yeah that was fun i mean and then you know getting back to school and putting up the stanley cup banner on my wall and all the money i spent on like the fake stanley cup ring from china Mm -hmm. and um oh i got that uh i got like a little a little glass ceramic stanley cup filled with melted ice from the garden on game seven oh that's sweet which i think is pretty dope do you got any good memorabilia from from the stanley cup uh, I printed out, so I printed out a picture of, um, <laughs> that picture of Pat Maroon and Ryan O'Reilly holding the cup and like I beer, you know what I I'm talking about? On the yeah, plane. on the plane. Yes. I, so I printed that out for me and my dad and I think we're going to, we're going to get it signed eventually. But other than that, I don't know if I have, well, I have a Stanley cup like puck too. So I'm going to get that signed at some point. But I, I think that's couple. like all the, I got a couple, I got a couple jerseys. Like I was talking about, I got like the, right afterwards I went on and I got the, the Bennington away Jersey with the Stanley cup patch. Oh, that's sick. Um, Cause I know they saw authentic stopped selling those. They stopped selling the away jerseys. So those are pretty hard to come by. 
Uh, and then I got, like I said, the recent ones I got, I got the, uh, oh, I don't know if I told you, I told Joey, um, my whole, did I tell you about like my whole debacle where like I ordered jerseys and then they, they finally got to my dorm after I got sent home for, Oh yeah. Yeah. You told me about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to move out and I got emails from the, from the school that I had stuff. So I told Joey, so I'll keep it short, but I got both of them with Santa cup champions patches. I got the, the, the alternate, the winter classic, uh, third jersey Jordan Cairo with the Stanley Cup champions pack. Ew, love that. I know, friend of the pod. And then I got the <laughs> the, the throwback heritage clown jersey Stanley Cup champion patch Robert Thomas. Oh my God, what a duo! Right? That's amazing. absolutely filthy. Absolutely filthy. All right, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Any any final thoughts on, on the one year anniversary of of the greatest day of our lives? Um, yeah, I think that sums it up. It's the greatest day of my lives. Like I, dude, even like, like you can, you can talk about the Cardinals winning the world series in 2011 as being one of the most impressive championships of all time. But Mm -hmm. like that was what their 11th world series. Mm -hmm. So I think in terms of magnitude and everything taken into consideration, I don't, I'd probably have those two at one and two with the Cardinals and the blues 2011 and then 2019, obviously, but I don't know. I don't know that anything can take the, the cake over the blues winning the Stanley cup in that fashion, in that regard. I, I just, just still blows my mind to this day, a year later. Uh, absolutely. Still can't wrap my head around it. Absolutely. Truly a special, special moment, special day, special experience that none of us are ever going to forget anytime soon. Um, yeah, I mean, can't believe it's been. And it happened on my brother's birthday, so like, Ooh, <laughs> I'm yeah. never gonna forget it because of that too. But like, it's a it's a day for double ce- celebration in our family. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, can't believe it's been a year, dude. Feels like yesterday. Oh, it really does. <laughs> Pretty soon, we're gonna have no longer be reigning Stanley Cup champions. But like, it's okay because you can still wear the. We're gonna be like the. You wouldn't be well, but also you wouldn't be a. Well, that's true, but <laughs> even if they don't, like you wouldn't be an asshole for wearing like blue Stanley Cup champions gear because like it's their first cup and all that. So like, right? Yeah. You know, it would be one thing if you walked around now wearing like Blackhawks 2015. You'd be like, all right, all right, buddy, you're sick. All right, buddy. Nice. Yeah, take a seat. Nice. <laughs> nice. But no, nah, we're allowed to because I make the rules. Yeah. Um, all right. Josh said so, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. You heard it here first. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we got for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, go check out Locked on NHL. They got a great show over there. If you didn't catch yesterday's episode, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It was a special episode. That was um, beautiful. You wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't, you're not hearing from me, Tommy or Joey. You're hearing from eight of Locked On's uh, African-American hosts. They all sat down and had a, a hour and a half long Black Lives Matter roundtable where they talked about their experiences. Extremely eye-opening, incredibly humbling, uh, really important lesson. Really proud to be a part of a community that puts out something like that. So it's on our stream. It's on any Locked On podcast that you might follow. I'll publish the same episode. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't yet. I highly, highly encourage it. If you're going to listen to any of our library, make it that episode, please. Um, but yeah, definitely check that out. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Blues. And as always, let's go Blues.